Hey dudes and dudettes, welcome to Story Freedom, the podcast for those who are ready to unlock the cage that you have been keeping your truest self locked in, to open up that door and to truly embrace you in all of your you-ness, whatever that looks like for you. We're going to question the belief systems that you have been holding on to and release the ones that aren't even your own beliefs through the awareness of your thoughts and the things you tell yourself. I am your host, Victoria McGinnis, and I speak from my heart always with honesty, understanding, and most importantly, love. Let's create your story freedom. Yo, before we hop into this week's episode, I wanted to hop in and tell you, first of all, I miss you, guys. I miss chatting one-on-one with you um, via this podcast. But I wanted to announce the big news that you've probably seen all over my Instagram and Facebook and all that good stuff. But Story Freedom is coming to Patreon, guys. Like, how exciting is that? Tarot teas are now becoming videos, and you'll be able to see me in all of my magical glory in reading the tarot cards, and also the Patreon is going to be home for exclusive Story Freedom content, and I'm wicked excited because I'm, I'm ready to create a community, a tribe, and I'm ready for all of us to connect and create Story Freedom together and help each other in this journey. And I'm ready. I'm ready to create a movement, guys. Like, that's that's what it is. So stay tuned for the launch. It is, launch, uh, it is launching January 1st, 2020. What a perfect way to start our 2020 vision year. I'm so excited. So stay tuned for more information on that and enjoy this week's episode. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Story Freedom. And I am, I can't even express how excited I am for this conversation to happen because the moment I saw her at True You Live, like I just, I knew she was going to crack me down in the sense of where I needed it and tell me what I needed to hear. And I just, I'm so thankful that the universe has brought her into my life and into this space with all of us. And um, yeah, before I just go on and start gushing about you, <laughs> please welcome Bonnie Kelly. I love it. That's like the best intro I have ever heard. Right? <laughs> I'm like, I, I'm going to put that in my title, like woman who cracks you open. Yes. <laughs> like, yes. <laughs> I, I love, love it. it so much. Just the, the story you shared with everybody on that stage, like it just, you really put me in your shoes. And it's like, I haven't gone through what you have gone through specifically, but where you just felt so unworthy to move on or to do the things that you really wanted. And just being in that space, like I felt that so much because Mm -hmm. literally that's where I'm at right now. And just watching you and seeing you doing what you're doing with your business and helping other women like me and just before we start recording, you said, I'm just minutes ahead of you. And it's just, that makes me so hopeful that I'm getting there. Like we're in this together and it's just so, uh, it's so beautiful. Yeah. You know, it's so often we get 
um, idolizing people for like, oh, she's perfect, especially in the Insta nation, right? Like we're in the yeah. Instagram, you know, nation. And the reality is like Instagram is just a magazine. And what are like all online magazines? It's just these perfect pictures that give you these snapshot of these really beautiful things, but isn't giving you a realistic view of what's happening in someone's life. And so it's very easy when you see me on stage, when you see me, you know, lecturing about my book or traveling or, or just my Insta feed, it's very easy to all of a sudden assume it's like, oh my gosh, she's perfect or she's so much better than me and just forgetting that it's like hey guys we're all in this life you know in this all in this journey and yeah maybe I'm a few minutes ahead of you but I'm not I'm not better than you I've just done a little more work and so I'm just a few steps ahead and I'm now just turning around saying hey girl like start sprinting you can get here too let's go let's go let's go and it does allow us to feel a lot closer right and I think you know there's more and more of women in leadership who have are beginning to stop and say like, wait a minute, what is a way that I can raise my sister up versus like competing with her? Now, that's not true always in corporate America, right? There's yeah. still some of that like very masculine dominated, you know, competitiveness and, you know, how hard it's been to get here and all of that stuff. But I was just watching Reese Witherspoon has a show called Shine On on Netflix. Have you seen it? No, I haven't. Oh, girl, I love Reese. Okay, like just okay. period. She's just my Southern like heart right there. Yeah. And uh, so she has this new show. It's called Shine On, and she was interviewing you know just women who are accomplishing amazing things. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that they were saying is just is the same mentality is to recognize that we're all on this journey. Like I might be a little bit farther ahead of you, but I'm still human and I'm flawed and how we can begin to break this mold and break this, you know, break the barriers down. Yeah, I definitely. Oh, this is Kobe. (laughs) Hi. Hi, handsome. How are you? Yeah. We're mamas, guys. Like that's just the reality, right? We're both mamas on a mission. And sometimes as a boss mom, you just have the beauty of your child deciding to come in and say, I would like to be seen right now. Yes, I exactly. see you. I see you. The same as what we're doing right now is like, we yeah. want to be seen. They want the mm-hmm. same. They just want the same. That's my yeah. coffee. All right. You want to do me a favor? You want to go finish the movie? I know here. Go take it. Go watch Wreck-It Ralph. Well, good movie. <laughs> Yes. It's the second one, so he's never seen it. So oh, it's all brand new. Yeah. Oh, it's amazing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we were talking yes. about race shine yeah. on. Yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. you. You're welcome. I'll ground you back, mama. Thank you so much. Um, but it's very true because I love the way that you described Instagram as a magazine. And it like, is. yeah. It literally is. And it's just so, just the way that you just explained it made me feel better about what I'm looking at on the content Mm -hmm. and just know that including myself included, like we're just promoting what is good about our lives in the picture sense. And sometimes the caption kind of digs deeper into what is going on with us. Yes. But the hard part is so many of us scroll so quickly that we don't take the time to actually read the stories. Like if you guys follow me on Instagram, I'm a storyteller. Like if you actually take the time to read every one of my posts is that I'm telling a story with a point, there's a metaphor, there's a lesson that's there. And, you know, but the reality is, is like, we're just looking at the images and we're just kind of floating through it. So it's very easy to kind of miss out on that and just get sucked into the, well, I don't look like that. I don't look like that. I don't look like that. My life doesn't look like that. Oh, that mom's look at her perfection. Right. And you know, one of my girlfriends posted this picture that I loved. It was, um, this, I mean, it looks picture perfect, right? I mean, Mm -hmm. there was, she's got four kids. They're all dressed to the T all in matching outfits, the perfect fallback setting and she's in it. And it just looks like, 
shoot, my life sucks. Like I can't even wrangle two kids, let alone four. Like, you know what I mean? You're like, holy moly. And you know, the beautiful thing is I actually read her story that was connected. And she's like, this story or this picture does not actually show you the truth. She's like, Mm -hmm. one of her kids was having a total meltdown. The other one refused to want to even smile in the photo. So he just had like this kind of like like cocky grin, right? Yeah. And he, she's like, and the other two were throwing food at each other. And so we had to turn her skirt on backwards, you know, to get the image. And I was just like, thank you. Yes. Thank yeah. you for giving me permission to be imperfect. Because the reality of the day is like that looks insta-perfect, mm-hmm. but it's not truth. And yeah. we want to use it to inspire and to fill our life with beauty. That's what art is, right? Yeah. And I feel like a lot of Instagram is just an expression of art. It is a creative yeah. expression of beauty. And when we can shift our perspective around that, we can stop using it as a tool to continue to emotionally abuse ourselves. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That is so beautifully put. I love that so much. Because honestly, like in this moment of my life, I'm struggling with social media because I'm like, yeah. I don't like how this is making me feel. And I don't feel, I don't want to feel like I have to show up all the time in order to reach the people I need to reach. Like, I just want to post what I want to, and hopefully they'll see it then. And then, so that's why I kind of started this podcast because it was a lot easier to talk it through because it's easier to listen to in the car. And like when you're walking the dog or walking your kids, like going for a stroll, like it's easier. Mm -hmm. And I feel like there's so much more energy and you can just feel the vibe of someone's voice yes. being yeah. heard. Um, and so- you can hear the genuine or the empathy or all of that. And that's hard to be translated through text, right? And it's exactly. hard to be translated through a still image. Yeah. And that's why it's like that simple shift in perspective is to recognize that this Instagram is a beautiful online mm-hmm. magazine. Mm-hmm. And just like any online, like any magazine, photos are edited. Okay. They are the best ones are picked to put into onto that feed. And so I've now chosen, cause I struggled with this for a long time as well. And what I've shifted to and realized that that now it's just an expression of beauty, of beauty and art. And when I think of it like that, it's like, now it's like, okay, I, it's like, and my words get to be my poetry. Right. Mm-hmm. And so it's a completely different outlook, a completely different perspective on it. And now I'm actually ad- ad- enjoying looking at all of these photos of these perfect moms and these perfect experiences and these perfect, you know, lifestyle and these coaches and realizing it's like, oh gosh, that's a beautiful shot of her. Like it really captures, like you could, you could feel her like sympathy in this, in this picture, or you could feel her strength or confidence. And so instead of saying like, oh God, I wish I looked like that. And oh man, she's so beautiful. My Instagram feed doesn't look that pretty and like feeling like crap, right? Yeah. Is that now I'm able to appreciate it because I realize it's art. It's yeah. just art, right? And just like if I went into an art gallery, I wouldn't be looking at a Picasso and be like, oh, my life is miserable, right? I'd be yeah. looking at it in awe of like the detail that went into the creativity, the story that went into that masterpiece is so beautiful and eccentric and unique and different. And so it's just a shift. It's a simple shift. And again, the stories we tell ourselves, this is a story podcast, right? Yes. Yeah. It's the stories that we tell ourselves that are going to determine the experience, determine the outlook, determine how, you know, what, what the senses are experiencing Mm -hmm. mentally, emotionally, physically. Yeah. Because that mental, emotional, like when we are telling ourselves a story that we're less than, that internal dialogue will have a chemical Im- impact, right? Through cortisol, um, through causing you know us to feel depressed, whatever it is that is then 
you know, it's, it's causing us to not show up, not yeah. be seen, not take action. And we procrastinate and avoid and shut down and withdraw. And all of that is a result of the stories that are happening in the inner world. And we fail to remember the most important thing I can teach you guys today is that you are the author. You're the author. If your story sucks, tell a new one. Mm-hmm. Can I drop the mic right there? Like, yes, <laughs> yeah, definitely. If the story sucks, tell a new one. Yes. And it, as someone who was telling the same story over and over again, like I finally, after like eight, nine months, like I literally, this is my child, as my second child is rewriting a story of mine. And it took me nine months to finally realize, okay, this is what it is. This is where it stems from. These are the other underlining things that it all connects to. Okay, let's rewrite it and let it go. Amen. And just, just breathe in a new way. And it's like, honestly, I'm in that space of where I don't know what to do now because I have released it and I'm just in this space of limbo where it's like, okay, what is the new story and how now is it going to play out? And how yeah. is this going to look in my life? And I just, it's, it's amazing to feel, but also terrifying to feel. Cause you're just yeah. like, I should keep moving. I don't know where to move. Yeah. I don't know what direction to go. Yeah. And I can't tell you how many people, especially even our students that feel this exact same way is that, all right, that you, you're so used to being defined by your past. You're yep. defined by the story, right? That, that story defines your behavior or in, like inactions, right? Your inability to um, be vulnerable, to connect, to be seen, to, to be consistent, you name mm-hmm. it, right? Yeah. So that story defines how we see ourselves, how we think about ourselves, how we interact with people. I mean, everything. And so when we finally make the decision to do the work, and just like you said, Veronica, it was work, right? It wasn't mm-hmm. easy. Take eight or nine months. It takes a yeah. while. <laughs> yeah. To rewrite that story, to really like ask yourself, like, how was this entwined into my identity? Yeah. Right. How is this entwined in my identity? And this is what I often say is like, we'll wake up and recognize that you're having an identity crisis. Like anytime you say, I suck, I'm not good enough. That's an identity crisis, right? Yeah. So yeah. it's time for us to begin to say, okay, wait a minute, this doesn't serve me. I'm going to figure out where it all stems, where it all rooted, where it all comes from. And I'm going to begin to release it. Okay. So you actually did the first two steps of what I always teach. You have to get to the root. Mm-hmm. Number one, right? root understanding of why you believe this, where it came from, what is the evidence around it. And then the second step is to begin to release. This is where we begin to release um, the story. We release these old behaviors. We release these old, uh, like old dynamics and these old thought patterns. And then we shift and what you're missing is the final step here, Veronica, which is to get deeply resolved in the new identity. Yeah. So when you get resolved, it's unquestionable anymore, right? Is that you, that it's resolute. Like this is the way it is. And that's how you were before with your old BS, right? Yeah. Yeah. And now we have to get resolved in the new direction. And that gets terrifying because of the, what if, what if I make the wrong decision? What if I start something and I fail at it? What if I start something and I don't like it? What if I spend all this money and this time, and then it just doesn't end up panning out. And I took all this away from my family and Breathe, sister. Yeah, literally. (laughs) Take a deep breath, right? Breathe, sister. Hi, handsome. Yeah, good wave. And so what we want to begin to do is we want to, we want to just like, okay, eliminate, first like wash off all of the doubt, all the insecurities and recognize that this next chapter, Veronica, is one new experiment. 
So let me tell you about experiments. This is yes, one of my please. favorite things to, to share is, did you know that in science that they actually have an algorithm to calculate a fail rate, not a success rate, but the fail rate here, let me explain. Yeah. So if you decide that you want to go cure cancer and you need money, you actually go to your investors with this calculation of how many years or decades you will need to fail before ever having success, right? And, and so these people will give all of this money based on a fail rate, not on a success rate, not saying like, okay, I, you give me money, we're going to have success after success after success. No. They have to fail and fail to get a mini breakthrough that gets them closer to fail and fail and fail some more to get a mini breakthrough to do it again and do it again. Mm -hmm. Well, I hate to break this to you, Veronica, but you don't have an instruction manual that is going to tell you how to succeed at every single thing you do in the rest of your life. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> right? Yeah. So is it a fair assessment that you're basically experimenting in this new self? Yeah. It's very true. And I talk about that a lot on past episodes where it's just like, you have to experiment. You have to, like, I use the sense of self-care um, or analogy of self-care where it's like one day, like as a mom, one day I'm going to be super giving. I'm going to give everything I can all day long and see what that feels like. Yeah. And if I, I can see where that, not necessarily where I quote unquote went wrong, but where I gave a little too much and where yes. I can set the boundary. So the next How unsustainable time, that is. Yes, exactly. And then the next day I'm going to be really, really selfish and I'm just going to do everything for me and not really focus on anybody else around me, obviously given the right outlet to do that. <laughs> but, and then hit the point of where, okay, this doesn't feel good and then draw the line. And then each day that line is going to look different, but at least, you know, the extreme of both ends and you can work out, I backwards. guess inward. Thank you. Inwards, backwards. Yeah, yeah. I guess it's inwards, but you can work from there. So you know the extremes because yes. I feel like I'm an extremist with everything in my life. I actually talked about my husband talked to this about my husband the other day, where it's like I'm just extreme on every end, where I'm just really dramatic or I'm really melodramatic. Like, it just, yeah. Well, there's <laughs> an identity right there. Does that identity serve you anymore? I. Yes and no. Or it's like, cool. I don't, I don't want to react that much anymore, but I'm learning so much from realizing that I'm extreme where I just have yeah. to give it all or not give yeah. it all. So yeah. it's like, I'm still learning where mm -hmm. that boundary is on that yeah. one. But that's a story right there. That was a great example of a story. And all of these little areas of where we're saying that I am this, I am that. And, you know, it's okay. It's a hundred percent. Okay. Mm -hmm. Veronica, if you say like that works for me. Awesome. Amen. But are you consciously aware that that's the story you're telling? And that's the trick, right? She's shaking her head. <laughs> She's like, no, no, no. I wasn't aware of that. And that's okay. But this is these, anytime we say I, mm -hmm. I, okay, that's the identity. This is the identity. These are identify, identifiers of how we're defining ourselves through story. Yeah. Right. And we, the story is our past experiences. The story is our conditioning. Mm -hmm. The story is the repeated like monologue that is running through our mind over and over again. Uh, that is, that has created the dialogue. Yeah. And so this is where we just have to consciously decide like, is that work for me right now? Yes, it does. She said, yes. Okay. Amen. Yeah. Just be aware of it. Just yeah. be conscious of it because there may become a time where there's a situation that doesn't require all or nothing, that just requires consistency. And yeah. that consistency maybe is only 1% or 2%, but that 1% or 2% makes a huge difference in the overall grand scheme of your life. 
Yeah. And if you're an all or nothing, that 1% might feel like it's nothing. So you may not do it mm-hmm. and you may not, you may end up in a completely different direction. It's no different than if you set sail and you're one degree off, right? Are you going to end up at your destination? No. That one degree over time makes a big impact. You're going to mm-hmm. end up somewhere different. And so this is where we want to step back and just ask us, just be conscious about where those identifiers are. So I feel like I didn't finish answering your question about what's next. Did I, did you feel resolved with that? I feel like there's still some more work around that. Kind of in the middle where it's okay. like, I get it, but it's like, yeah. I just, I don't, I don't know what that looks like. I don't know the yes. how. So it's yeah, like, we were tackling, that's right. We were tackling the like, what ifs, right? The fear yeah. that comes around the unknown. That's right. When we yeah. left it off kind of in the middle, I was like, oh, wait a minute. I feel like that story wasn't complete yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so all right, girls. So this is one of the things that we want to begin to do when we get resolved is first is that we have to acknowledge whatever the fear is. And I'm going to be a little different when it mm-hmm. comes to acknowledging fear. Okay. Most people are going to teach you that we need to overcome fear and conquer yep. your fears and push through your fears. No. Okay. Your fear is a gift. Mm-hmm. Your fear is an element of yourself that is just there to protect us from being hurt or taken advantage of or abused. Now, The issue really is just our perception around that. We give our fear too much power. Mm -hmm. What we do instead of trying to conquer it is we actually just shift it by thanking it. And we just like fear, thank you. Like, thank you for showing me the possible um, worst case scenario. Like that is definitely a possibility. However, it's not the only possibility. And because it's, it's just one potential outcome, I'm going to choose to have faith and trust that I'll be able to navigate it no matter what comes my way. Yeah. Now, is that a different approach to fear, right? hundred <laughs> percent. So but doesn't that feel a little bit better? It does. Yeah. You know, instead of like, I need to conquer you yeah. and your fear is going <laughs> to just get louder until it yes. beats you into submission. And it's yes. because your fear is trying to say, you're not listening. Mm-hmm. You're not, you don't hear me. There is a threat. There is danger. And you're like, no, I will deny you and conquer you and crush you fear. And then fear yeah. is like, oh yeah. <laughs> you know. And then you get no power and struggle that you're going to lose. Yeah. yeah. Instead, all we have to do is just like if your child is just like, is having a meltdown. Sometimes all you have to do is get on your knees and be like, I see you. Mm-hmm. And that tantrum, that tantrum can just fade away. Right. Yeah. I see you. And so that's the same thing with your fears. Like as a toddler going crazy and we just need to get on our knees for just a second and say, fear, thank you. I mm-hmm. see you. And yes, that is a threat. We got to acknowledge, you know, can the world explode and everybody like burn in a fiery death? Yes, fear. That is a possibility. <laughs> you know, is it yeah. realistic? Yeah. Not so much, right? However, without that acknowledgement, your fear is just going to say like, you don't hear me. It's going to just continue to berate you until you acknowledge it. So just by a simple acknowledgement and saying, yes, I see you. I hear you. Thank you for trying to protect me. I've got this. And then that's where the pivot is the however. Mm-hmm. Okay, however, I can do this. Like, or if that does happen, you know, there's not much I can control about the world ending. Yeah. You know, so I'm going to choose to live my best life now anyways. But I appreciate you. I'm constantly having my back. Let's go do this. And we just grab fear by its arm and we just skip down the trail. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause I feel like every time we talk about, or me especially, like not fully understanding it, but the more I, I dig deep into it, ego, fear, your inner mean girl, like they are all a part of you. 
Yeah. Like they are not separate from you. They're, they're not, not this go away. Yes. They're not this bad, evil thing that is trying to harm you and keep you small. It's more of like, it's your friend. It has kept you safe this yes. far in your life. And it's going to continue to try to do that. And yes. it's like for the first time, um, ever really is I had an anxiety attack and I just kind of sat in my bathtub like had a bath and I was like all right anxiety what are you trying to tell me and I actually had a conversation with it where I was like crying and sobbing and like full body like shakes like trying to release like what it was trying to tell me and like okay let's let's walk off the edge really quick like let's let's take a step back back. yeah and I I treated it like a friend because that's what it is it's your friend it's been with you for x amount of years however old you are now like it's been with you it doesn't go away and it will never stop being your friend it's yeah. just, it goes about things differently. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it, yeah. right? It's using it to, it works. The strategy works. Fear mm-hmm. strategy, anxiety strategy, depression strategies work. It gets you to stop. It gets you to step back. It gets you to shrink. It gets you to be small. Mm-hmm. And it will continue to do so until we pull back on our our power, mm-hmm. right? To recognize that we have the choice, that we are the narrators, mm-hmm. right? And we can either give all of our authority all of our power to these thoughts and feelings and beliefs and stories, mm-hmm. or we can just acknowledge them as potential possible outcomes to the future, right? Or we can just acknowledge whatever needs to be acknowledged where we're not speaking truth, where we are out of alignment, where we take emotional responsibility. And then we consciously choose what the next chapter will be. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like, how do I want to proceed? Mm-hmm. So in this void that you're feeling, like I've shifted the story you've kind of rewrote it. What we really need to do is get connected now and get in, like when I say resolved is that we need to first get connected with, well, what does this next chapter? Now that I'm free of this, Mm -hmm. right? Now that I'm completely free of this, what do I want to do? Who do I want to be? Mm -hmm. How do I want to show up? Mm -hmm. Right? Like what parts of me have I denied as because the old story was defining me so much Mm -hmm. and where can I start to integrate her in? Like, I get to write this next chapter and maybe it's not going to be instantaneous because you have to go on the journey to making that a part of the new self, but let's get creative. If we could take the fear out of it. Right. And we could just say, yes, fear. Like I could totally fail and be embarrassed and be a total loser and live on the street. Yes. That is totally an outcome. (laughs) (laughs) Right. And there's a million other outcomes from here to there. Yeah. And I have like, I've always been able to figure it out. Like I've always been able to overcome it. So I'm going to joyfully experiment. Mm -hmm. And part of that experiment, I know and trust that I'm going to fail. But as long as I'm using my failures as learning opportunities, where you fail, learn, and grow, then you don't repeat the failures. Yeah, It's when we fail, deny, and ignore that you Mm -hmm. repeat the failure. So as long as we have that mentality that we're setting forth on this adventure as a true scientist, right? That we're exploring things that we know we're going to run into obstacles and challenges. And yet we can have the confidence that we are going to do our best to navigate them. And sometimes it's it's going to be out of our control and it's going to fail miserably. And that means nothing about me. Mm -hmm. That's a part of the experience. Yeah. So we pull our identity out of the experience. Mm -hmm. And when we can then just embody back into ourselves and realize that I know, like I know, like I know that I'm enough, regardless of what happens and what I do and how I experience things, because my worth is not on the line. Yeah. 
it's not on the line anymore. I don't have to put it out there for the world to tell me whether or not I'm worthy because this deeply resolved version of me knows like I know, like I know that I am enough. And that's the story I'm writing. So if I'm coming from that space, how would I show up? What would I choose to do? What would I, how would I, if I could do something that really fulfills me, what would that look like? Mm -hmm. And then we begin to take movement towards that all while acknowledging and connecting with our fear and bringing our fear along for the ride. But instead of her or him being in the driver's seat, yeah. is that he's in the back seat. Yeah. Okay. Like let yeah. go of the steering wheel. That's what I was saying. You, you need to grab the damn steering wheel and put that fear in the back seat, right? Yes. <laughs> like, I'm not going to let my two-year-old, you know, narcissistic, sadistic, totally doomsday version of myself, like, driving my car, right? Like, yes. oh my God, yeah. we're going to crash a lot. And I'm like, eh, I'm tired of hitting the side rails, yes. right? I'm tired yeah. of hitting the side rails. I, I know that I'm capable of keeping the car on the road. Yeah. My fear doesn't have that same capabilities. But my fear is valid. It's there. It's, it's trying to protect me. And it's, I'm scared. It's okay mm -hmm. to be scared mm -hmm. in this new chapter. And surround yourself with people that are going to constantly like, hmm, is that fear that's driving right now? Or is that you? And if you don't have soul sisters that are like that, girl, get online. Mm -hmm. Okay, because there is tribe after tribe after tribe. We've got a tribe that is here full of sisters, right? Uh, yeah. Veronica's got her podcast tribe. I mean, there is so many avenues for you to be able to connect in with other people who are perfectly imperfect mm -hmm. and who have struggles and are, you know, going on this journey and choosing differently than what they were taught. Yeah. And it's not easy mm -mm. and it's totally worth it. Yes. Yes. All. All of that, I completely agree with. And like, I don't know about you listening, but I just had like full body, like I got spiritually high when Bonnie was talking, like just the whole body, just, ooh, all right. I heard that and I receive it and just, oh, thank you so much for that. But going back to the tribe and yeah. the, you have a Rebels for Joy yes. community. And I just find that so... I'm trying to think of the words, but it's like, I didn't know joy was the thing that was missing from my life. And just yeah. you and Jillian bringing light to that where it's like, oh, that's right. Like vulnerability also in, involves joy. And that's a part of vulnerability that I personally won't let myself go there because it's going to be ripped away like that. And I've been on the live calls and just watching you and Jillian vibe together. Like, it's just so powerful, first of all. Oh, and like, you. I'm just, I feel the magic that's happening between you guys and you guys are just you're making waves and it's waves that are very much needed in our world. And yes. the thing that you always, you guys always lead back to is like, if, what if your worthiness wasn't on the line? Yep. Like, how would you show up? And the question that I've heard that's similar to that, it's like, okay, well, if money wasn't a thing, what would you do with your life? And that's the yeah. same type of question because a lot of us put worthiness in money and our value in money. So it's just, what you're doing with Jillian is just so amazing and fantastic. And I would just love for you to shed some light on that yeah. experience in that course and everything that you guys are doing. Oh, thank you, dude. I am so excited. So, uh, what was fun about this union is so Jillian and I, if you guys ever get to come watch us, ever get to con connect with us, ever come to our events at anything like that, what you're going to notice is that the two of us are, we finish each other's sentences, yes. right? <laughs> we are like, these soul sisters that you would assume have known each other our entire lives. And at the time of this recording, I mean, 
Jillian and I have only been friends less than six months. Wow. Is that mind blowing? Right. Is that mind blowing or what? Right. It really is. It's so mind blowing because everybody's like, oh my God, they must've been besties forever. No, Jillian and I met, she actually came on to my, uh, I was hosting this um, world summit It's called the emotional revolution Yes. because one of my life missions is to spark an emotional revolution where we change the way we think and feel period. Mm -hmm. Because if we change the inner world, guess what happens on the outer world sisters? Everything changes. Yeah. And if we want to receive more in the outer world, then we have to do the work in the inner world first, period. There's no ifs, ands, or buts around it. If you don't have the clients, if you don't have the money, if you don't have the relationship, if you don't have, that's an inside job. Mm -hmm. That's it. It's an inside job. And when we can do the inner work, it's always the last thing we think to do. We think, well, I don't have the body I want, so I must go invest in a diet nutrition plan and a personal trainer to tell me what to do, even though I already know what to do because I've done it a thousand times, right? And then I still, I have like some success and then totally sabotage it later. Yeah. And then we're thinking, well, it's because of the coach or it's because of the diet plan. I must that, you know, like keto didn't work. I'm going over here to Atkins or whatever yeah. it is. And I'm not dogging on you, girl. Like I've been on this rat. I've been on this horse and pony show for a long time. Okay. Mm -hmm. Like this yeah. is not a shit talking, you know, I I'm calling it out because it, what we're failing to connect is that what we desire of a healthy body requires us to have a healthy mind. Yes. And so it's just not intuitive for us to think, well, no, no, no. If I was skinnier, then I would feel better. And then I would do these personal development things. Mm -hmm. Well, it's kind of backwards. We need to do the personal development things. So we feel better to do the things like being consistent with our health and nutrition. So that way we can have the results like a healthy body. Yeah. Okay. And I say this as somebody who had huge emotional eating disorder. Okay. Yeah. I was bulimic for a very long time. Uh, emotional eating was my best friend. It was my go-to for any emotion other than happiness. Okay. Yeah. And I tried every fitness plan, diet plan that was on the market because I thought that that was the solution and I was failing to connect that it was really my worthiness. That was the issue. Yeah. And when I did the inner work to know that my worth, now I've consistently been the same health and weight for over a decade, right? And so that is a result of doing the inner work. So when Jillian and I came together, um, it, she, like her and I were both like, she came onto the episode, we vibed, but then we disconnected for almost a year, right? Like yeah. just didn't even see each other for almost a year. And, you know, something prompted her to just be like, hey, like you came into my head, I would love to connect with you. And I said, that'd be great, right? Because I said, I have this emotional revolution. And what I'm on a mission to do is to create an army of rebels for joy, right? Women who are unwilling to live a life less than joyful, mm -hmm. right? To end the mediocrity of I'm fine, it's okay, right? I put everybody else before myself, the people pleasing that I put, you know, like I never asked for what I need, you know, the sacrificial lamb that we all get sucked into as women because we are the providers, right? We are the nurturers, we're the caretakers, the house runners, like all of these things which are beautiful. And I, you know, and I, I'm still doing that element, but yeah. yet joy isn't our standard, right? We're like, yeah, I'll have joy when... Yeah. My kids go after college. I'll have joy when my husband finally supports me. I'll have joy when I, you know, finally have that successful career or I write that book or whatever it is. And it's yeah. like, we keep putting joy out there versus in here, into our hearts, mm -hmm. into our souls. And I was just absolutely like, this is it. I, I, 
am going to change the world one heart, one soul, one joy at a time, right? I often joke to say that um, I have a happiness disease and it is my job to infect <laughs> as many people as I can. Like that is my job on this planet, right? Is that I am infecting you right now. Like you are joyful. Ha! You know? yes. <laughs> That's my Please little rebel. <laughs> Right. And, um, but I realized that it's like, just like a cold, right. I can infect people, but if they choose not to continue to infect themselves, mm -hmm. then they're going to recover from the joyitude and totally go back to misery. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah I make up words. Yeah. I love, <laughs> I love it so much. So I knew intuitively that this was something so much bigger than me. And so I asked the universe, I asked spirit, I asked God, whatever, fill in your blank. Uh, and I said, show me the soul who is is designed to to bring this with me right and so Jillian just pinged me like probably a couple weeks like probably a couple months later and just mm -hmm. pings me and says you know hey I just you're on my head I want to like to talk and so we joked we get on this call together <laughs> and uh it was almost instantly we're like we should work on something together like we yeah. didn't know what it was right but we're both were so afraid of dating the other person because yes. they have successful individual businesses and we're like okay we've got a little gym like you've got your thing i've got my thing and yeah. it's like okay we want to come together on this thing and so we decided we're going to do a podcast together mm -hmm. well you can't have a podcast without having a free opt-in and you can't have a free opt-in without an upsell right so all <laughs> yeah. of a sudden this right like this this like meaning like this seeming this easy thing was like escalating and in the back of my head, I was like, as we're dating, uh, and it's only a few weeks by this point, right? As we're dating, I'm like, I should tell her I have children. And what I <laughs> meant by children was that I have like this emotional revolution, revolution for joy that I really want to do. And I was like, oh gosh, I was so afraid that if I bring this to her, that she was going to feel controlled or that she was going to feel that I was um, taking away from her voice. Mm -hmm. And I had to just check my fear and say, if that's the truth then maybe this isn't what we're designed to do. So I call her up one day and I said, Hey, Jillian, um, I know we've just been dating and we've been like dabbling and like maybe getting engaged on these things. And I said, before we do, I have to own up that I have kids and I really want to build this movement. Mm -hmm. And she just is like, yes. <laughs> She's like, I was looking for that. That is amazing. And I was like, Oh my God, if I would have let my fear stop me, you know, because it was telling the story in my head is that she's very successful. She's not, she's, she's got, you know, she's going to feel like this is like taking away from her jam or her identity. I wouldn't, we've never brought this to life. And so the two of us, and then we just like decided like, okay, well, we're going to work on this thing. And then we realized like, well, no, we're still going to do your stuff, my stuff and our stuff. Like we're not going to, we're going to have our own identities. And we both were so afraid of actually getting married yeah. that we, we were just like doing our own thing. And then one day I call her up and I was just like, do you want to get married? <laughs> And she's like, well, I'm like, entre married, like for real, like let's joint partner this, this shenanigans. Like, let's just all in this. Cause this is a lot to try to manage three careers here. And yeah. she's like, I agree. I was hoping you were going to say that. And, and then we just totally decided like to, to just come together with this. And it's just been this beautiful synergy of vulnerability, trust, um, love, appreciation, respect, admiration, mm -hmm. uh, which is so uncommon when it's like women, working with women because we yeah. get sucked when you said ego earlier, right? We get so sucked into this, like, well, I need to be seen and I need to be heard and I need to be the star and I'm the number one and I'm, 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 I'm. And it's like, well, what's the real reason for that? Well, yeah. you've the need to feel significant. And luckily yeah. Jillian and I both have done a lot of inner work that that doesn't necessarily matter. The movement matters. Yeah.
but that doesn't necessarily matter. And so we both are now championing the voice of the Rebels for Joy movement. And we're just ecstatic that you and any other sister who joins us and decides to make joy your standard of living. Yeah. And it's just, I watched it from the beginning, yeah. like from the very beginning, like you and on Jillian's stories and Our vice coming versa. Out story. Yes. And then the podcast was like, this is great. And then you were announced as a speaker at True You Live. I was like, what is happening before my eyes? <laughs> and when it like was unleashed and you showed us your child, like it was just so, like, I was like, wow, this is big. It, this well, is yeah. Big. And yeah. it's just the one thing that I know is missing from my life is feeling joy. And yep. it's like worthiness, like that's that's a no-brainer. Like I can pick yeah. that up. I know what's there. But it's like the other element of being happy yes. with the life that I have. Because every like literally, like my son is right here playing with my crystal. It's like that is a beautiful thing to yeah. watch. And it's like sometimes that ego gets a hold of me and it's just like, oh my God, he's such a burden. Like yeah. through honesty hour here. But it's yes. like it's it's very true. That's where we're at. That's where I'm at. Yes. And I'm sure that's where you're at or whoever listening, like you felt that at some point where you're just like, I should be really happy with my life right now, but yeah. there's something missing and it's yes. usually me. Like it's yes. something is missing yeah. within here yeah. so just I'm so excited to move forward with the Rebels Joy University and just see what that takes me and just where that goes like I'm just so ecstatic for this movement like oh, yeah me, I know me too I, I would say all of us are right because yeah. it is when you said this is huge right like Jillian and I when we were creating the vision of this like the one thing I said I told her um, I said okay if we're going to do this together a I need you to understand that this is a world-renowned movement Mm-hmm. Like I said, so if you're going to get in, like you're in it, like yeah. to build this mega massive movement that's going to radically change the way we think and feel. It's going to allow women to empower their life through joy, right? Yeah. We always say it's aligning your purpose, passion, and power all fueled by joy. That's it. Like we're going to realign. We're going to reignite. We're going to allow you to re-engage and evolve into this version of you that deep down inside you know is there. But we have been so conditioned and taught and and hurt and abused to just not be vulnerable, to not be seen, to put everyone else first. And it's like, sister, Mm -hmm. time to wake up and to make joy a standard of living, not just for you, not just for your kids, but the dang world needs more joy. Yes. It does. The world needs more joy. And we are the catalyst for that change. This generation, you, me, my, my daughter, my sisters, right? Like my kid is going to grow up and not know anything but joy as a standard. Why? Because mom makes that a priority. And it doesn't mean that I don't have hardships. Mm -hmm. The difference is just like you said, is that is what is the story that I'm telling? Yeah. Okay. And is that story necessary right now? Or can I tell another story? Mm Mm-hmm. Because there are days that as a mamapreneur, right, as a mompreneur, boss mom, whatever you want to hashtag me, it is, <laughs> right, it is very, very easy to get overwhelmed when your to-do list is never ending. Mm-hmm. It is very easy to be robbed of joy because, because I got to go pick up my daughter and I am behind on things. I don't have these things done. People are disappointed, whatever it is. Yeah. And I could either allow that to define the rest of my day and to be frustrated, to be annoyed at my daughter, to not be present, to be on my computer, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Or I could, re- I could shift that story to ground myself back into my body and remind myself that it is my choice to be joyful in this moment or not. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're empowering women to do is just 
pull back and seed back in your power, right? To realize is that any experience, even if you're standing in line at the DMV, right? Like is yours to own. We yeah. can't control whether or not the person, you know, the barista at Starbucks is having a bad day, but we sure as heck can control how we respond to their bad day. Yes. You feel me? Yeah. And so like Nelson Mandela, I loved, you know, and I butcher this quote every time, but he said, you can break my body when he was in prison. He's like, but you can never break my mind because my mind is mine to own. Yes. And I'm like, oh, yes. You know, I mean, what a champion of joy right there because he's imprisoned. You know, he, they were trying to beat the joy out of this man, mm-hmm. trying to be. And every time he would remind himself that it's like that he would remind himself that it was me that I get to choose on whether or not that I you know, if what I feel and I think about this right now. And yeah. he would he would tell the prisoners constantly, I forgive you. That's what he kept saying, I forgive you, right? As they were beating the schnot out of him, right? Yeah. I forgive you. And because that was the conscious choice, that was his story that he was telling. Now, we don't have lives anywhere near like that. Mm-hmm. And yet we keep ourselves locked in prison all the time with yeah. our inner mean girl, our negativity, and with these stories that just define us mm-hmm. and limit us. And so if these last words, if I can really just encourage you ladies to kind of see back in your power and remind yourself this, like I get to be the storyteller. Mm-hmm. I do. I can choose to think and feel any way that I want. And in those moments when my daughter is running around and she's destroying my house, lately she's been stealing the toilet paper roll and <laughs> my house. Like that's the new thing, right? <laughs> Bless her heart, right? I love this kid yes. to pieces. And I'm just like, and instead of being fresh, like, ah, right? I'm like, I, I literally am just like, she's having fun with it. My husband comes in and he's like, why do you let her do that? And I said, choose your battles, babe, right? Yeah. And I said, is this one I really want to fight? No. I said, is that dollar roll of toilet paper that she's having a blast with really going to you know like really gonna break the bank no like you know is it something she'll probably grow out of I hope so (laughs) or she's gonna be a chronic (laughs) teepee but you know like I just give me that kid in high school right but my my point is is that I choose to just find so much joy in in this rebellious little like teepee brother if you ever follow me on Instagram you'll see it like yeah. you'll totally see it every now and then is that just, I'm taking pictures of her running to the house with toilet paper and it just, it's precious. It's just yeah. precious. So yeah. you get to tell that story. And I consciously choose that to be my story uh, versus being frustrated that she's making a mess, that she's, you know, playing with something she shouldn't be or whatever the old version of me was. And, you know, that's a conscious choice. And even I will default immediately into like, oh, why is she making such a mess? I don't have time for this. Yeah. Hold on. Back it up, back up the bus, girl. Beep, beep, beep. Sit for a minute. Let's think. Is there a better way I can think about this? Yeah. All right. Like, what's a more fun or joyful way I can feel this? If it's not life threatening, right? Of course. Like, if she's running with toilet paper in the street, no, that's another story. Yeah. Or running with scissors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) You got me, right? But it's like it's it's okay. It's okay. I can clean up this mess. It's not that big of a deal. Yes, yeah. I just that has helped me, and I'm gonna take that with me into today and for the rest of the week. I'm gonna practice that. That is the assignment I'm personally giving myself is just to find joy in the present moments. Um, But that was a beautiful, beautiful note to end on. And thank you so much. But where can people find you? Oh, girls, like you can easily find me. Um, I always joke that if you Google Bonnie Kelly, I'm going to show up in the first four pages of, of Google. <laughs> like, <laughs> hashtag winning. <Yes. laughs> 
That was very intentional. Hi, answer. Uh, so it's easy to find on Instagram. I'm bonniekelly.me. Uh, if you want to follow the movement, we are Rebels for Joy. So it's very easy. Just search Rebels for Joy um, and you're going to find us. Like we're just started that movement. Uh, we would love for you to come be a part of that family to help build that mission, build that tribe. If you've got other sisters that you know are looking to have more joy and want to be filled with joy, then you know, tag them. Like let's bring them together. Let's raise them together. Um, we know next year we are launching our Rebels for Joy podcast. We know next mm -hmm. year that we, you know, we're working on the Rebels for Joy website. Like this is a very fresh and new movement. But if you're listening to this, join us. Like if you go to rebelsforjoy.com, there you can take part of our five-day Triple Your Joy challenge. Like you could mm -hmm. get onto our mailing list there. And so um, you could just start, like we're in the grassroots of this and it's going to get big. Like we have just like, you know, Veronica said, like it's, it's huge, period. Like there's, we have no doubts about it because it is absolutely needed in this world. And we need you to help us build this ripple effect. Because the more hearts that we mend, the more joy we bring into our own personal worlds, the more that we're going to affect all the worlds around us. So yes. join us. That's where yes. you can find us. Yeah, perfect. Well, thank you so much for being in this space and joining me and also with Kobe as well, joining Kobe <laughs> in this experience. Just thank you so much for making time Anytime. for this conversation to happen. I yeah. am so happy that you came into my life and just you being you is inspiring me oh. to be me and to be Yay. confident on that. So just thank you so much. <laughs> You're so welcome. Well, job is done. And that's yes. really, that's what we're here to do is I don't want anyone to be me. I want you to be the best version of you. Yes. And if I can help you become that with the tools and skills that I have learned in home, like honed in on and created over the years, then amen, right? Yeah. And there's a lot of ways that we can guide and help you and serve you to be the best version of you. So yeah, no, I'm honored to have you a part of this journey. I'm honored that you're doing the work so yeah. that you can be the fullest expression of you. Uh, and, you know, just living the best life because you are, you are a rebel and now you're going to help change this world one heart at a time with me. And I appreciate yeah. that. Yes. Thank you so much. And I'm sure we'll talk soon. Definitely. Yeah. Okay. Bye. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Story Freedom. I truly hope that it has helped you unlock your cage a little bit more and helped you break the chains of your past and is helping you stay present in your moments and enjoy your now. I am truly so fucking grateful that you listen to this podcast and support me and enjoy me as your host and enjoy the people that I bring on to this podcast with me. I am so grateful and I would love to see you. I would love to chat with you. I would love to vibe with you. And there's multiple ways you can do that. You can DM me on Instagram. You can join the Facebook page, Story Freedom. Or you can leave a comment and review this podcast. Give it a five-star review. Because I want to start a story freedom movement, and I can't do that without your help. Like, that is the big vision. And I want to create a movement. Like, we are ready. We are ready for it. And I am just so honored to be on this journey with you guys. And thank you so much for everything, really. And I'm sending you so much love. And until next time, my friend, Stay Excelsior.